0: Chakras, the seven invisible spinning wheels of concentrated energy located along your spine, can have a profound effect on your health, your intellect, and your sense of connection to the divine. One of the clearest guides to the chakras that I've ever come across is in the book Chakras Plain and Simple by Sasha Fenton. I'm so happy to have Sasha as a guest on Mind, Body, and Beyond to learn more. Chakras Plain and Simple is a special book because Sasha not only explains the significance of each of the seven major chakras, but she also walks you through or up each chakra and shows you its unique details, such as the way it influences your health, its unique color, the zodiac sign it corresponds to, and which element, planet, and shape are connected to it. Sasha is well-known in her native England as an astrologer and tarot expert, and she's authored 140 books on astrology, tarot, palmistry, and divination. Whether you are new to the concept of chakras or are experienced in kundalini yoga or other chakra work, I think you'll learn something new in this episode of Mind, Body, and Beyond. We'll find out how the chakras influence our health how to clear block chakras and what that feels like, the link between chakras and immunity, and how to use crystals with your chakras, plus a lot more. Let's get right into the interview. Sasha, it's really great to talk to you on my podcast because I mean, you're so prolific and you do so many amazing things. um, But especially your work on the chakras and helping people understand what that means to our bodies. I felt that was really fascinating, and I wanted to talk to you in more depth. And one of the things I liked most about your book was the way you visualize the chakras as spinning cones, like a 3D thing coming out of our body, where I had always thought of it as just kind of a spiral Can you tell me more
1: about what the chakras are for folks maybe new to the topic? Right. Okay. The chakra system is, well, first of all, it's very old. It comes from India, Hindu background, and they cannot be seen. If you go to a doctor and say, I've got a problem with my chakra, (laughs) (laughs) whereas the aura, which is just as weird, at least you do know you have an electromagnetic field around you. And if you, you take off a sweater, sometimes in the dark, you can actually see the effects of it all. So that's much more straightforward. But the discovery of the chakras as it goes back a long way, and there's a lot of them, but there's seven major chakras, and there's several less major chakras, minor ones, and there's a whole lot of tiddly-liddly ones but the ones that people in spiritual work work on usually are the seven major chakras, which are aligned with the spine from the top of the head right down to the base of the spine or the other way up, if you like. And they can't be seen. Sometimes they can be felt certainly by a psychic and sometimes even by yourself um, under certain circumstances. But they're, they're there. And what they are is... <sighs> The illustration in the book isn't too bad. It shows cone-like effect, which is how the Indians describe it. You know, the Asians describe them coming through from the back of the body to the front of the body. But the illustration actually shows almost two separate cones. In fact, they join the whole thing. The, you could blow something through from one side to the other of the chakra. Mm. As I said, you can't see them. They are attached to the nerve ganglia. Um, There is some connection with different kinds of hormonal or different parts of the body, obviously. But certainly they have an effect. So logic really, I think, has to go a little bit out the window. and We just have to accept they're there and they have an effect. So that's uh, that. And I can describe what they are and where they are. You start, we start at the bottom, funny enough, at the base of the spine, at the part of the body that is the sort of, um, well, the whole sort of genital, urinary, elimination part of the body. And there's a chakra there going through from the back to the front of the whole body, sticking out both sides of the front and the back, which I call the base chakra. A lot of some people have different names, some call it the root chakra. Oh, that's perfectly fine. But to me, and to many, many, psychics and spiritual people it's the base chakra and all the chakras have a color and that's a very good way of remembering them so it sticks in my mind and this one it's color is red so it's associated with anything that's red in your mind energy activity the planet mars you know sort of for good or real it's an active chakra and it rules two things all the chakras rule two things they rule a physical matter or part of the body and they also rule perhaps something emotional or sometimes spiritual as well so in this one two things it rules is clearly anything to do with the lower part of the body the hips and even the legs knees feet and everything there are chakras down there but that would rule the whole of that lower part of the body and everything associated with it and all the health issues associated with it secondly it rules survival it's not spiritual. It's not intellectual. It's not about anything wonderfully businesslike. It's really just about food, clothing and shelter. It's about the basics of survival. And if you think about countries where it's difficult to survive, then people really know about that. We don't, not in the Western world particularly, but it, it does rule survival um, and the need to survive. The next chalk up is around... If you take the sort of middle of the the belly, the gut, the abdomen, through from the front to the back, it's called the sacral chakra. Again, there's slight differences. Different people have different names, but the sacral chakra is the most common name. And the color is orange, right? So that one rules, obviously, all the health issues of that part of the body, which for women, you're right into womb, childbirth, whatever, but you're into pelvis and lower back. Does anybody listening have lower back pain? <laughs> <laughs> Very possibly. Everybody gets lower back pain. You just lift it, shift it, and you've got lower back pain. Plus, even if you're sitting there, because you know, you'll probably want to rub the thing. It's a sacral chakra. So that's a great one for anybody with lower back pain. You need to get some healing there. Then we go to the next one, which is I call the solar plexus chakra. That's the common name for it. Some people have different names. And that one, your color on that one is yellow. We're going up the rainbow, by the way, here, red, orange, yellow. And this one's a very important one because it's about, obviously, the health issues from the middle of the body, of which there's plenty. And the common one is diabetes. So you're looking at the liver and you're looking at the pancreas and the relationship between those two. And diabetes nowadays is a very common ailment. I've been diabetic since I was 18 and I'm all about it. And that is my worst chakra. And it, it's enough to drive you crackers because you've got to think about food all the time. But I do think about food all the time. I try not to eat it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, a cream cake is just passing my conscience at the moment. You know. <laughs> I, have to pass. I, I also have
0: type 2 diabetes, so I'm listening very carefully.
1: But, you know, this is this is at the health of these parts of the body, the central area of the body, obviously, the digestion, particularly in all of the diabetic. you understand that. And it's something you can't forget about being diabetic. You can't say, oh, I'm going to forget it today. You absolutely can't do that. Well, you can, but you can't suffer the consequences. So, but on, a, a, on, a, on an intellectual level, it's about personal power. It doesn't mean being able to boss around other people, but certainly that you could stop other people bossing you around if you hold your personal power. The Asians, the Indians see that as the center of what they used to call prana, which is the life, the energy, the vitality, the thing that actually gives us vitality and keeps us, keeps us alive, keeps us going. So it's, a, it's an important chakra from that point of view. Um, if you do want to get on in work and you want to be a team leader and so on, you do need to have some strength in that chakra. You, you, you maybe some healing to that chakra would help. We move up now to the heart chakra, which is colored green, not the color of the heart at all, but it's green, that's the rainbow color for it. And it involves the heart, the upper level of the digestion area, the lungs, obviously in the chest and the central part of the back. Anybody that sits to computer a lot, which is just about all of us now, you'll get pain in your back and in your ribs. And in that part of your back, I do, I'm a writer and I know if I sit there too long, I've just got to get up and do something else because otherwise my back's going to start aching. And that's very much associated with the heart chakra. Now they say in the spiritual books, including mine, that that rules unconditional love. So it's not love because you give me this or you do that for me or you do the other thing. It's the love that you would have for an animal. Is, you can't ask a dog to do anything for you. a are dead independent. You just love them, don't you? Because they're there. So loving people, things, whatever it is, that's very much associated with the heart chakra. And sometimes we give out love and it isn't always given back, which is a bit sad. But perhaps it's better to give than to receive Right, the heart chakra has got an importance because it's also the central one There's three below three above. So again, some of the old traditions say it's an area of purification, because what is coming up from below is practical survival. Um, relationships very much on the, the sacral chakra, the orangey one, the one in the middle is to do with related to sex, love making, to do with relationships. The central one to do with the power to do with work, the ability to earn money, the heart chakra, the ability to love in a pure way. This is not necessarily relationship love. That's more to do with the sacral chakra. Then the next one going up is the throat chakra. The color for that is light blue or maybe turquoise blue. And that's to do with communication. And That's one that a lot of people have trouble with and they need more healing on that chakra than anything else. Because if you can't communicate your feelings with people, you've got a problem and you've got to be able to listen. But it's the throat chakra to communicate and also to, to listen. This is the simplest thing. And, of course, the part of the body, as you can imagine, throat, upper chest, shoulders, bronchial areas, the areas I've had a cold. You can hear I'm not long getting over it, that kind of area, arms perhaps as well. Then we move now to the more spiritual areas. Now, already in the throat chakra, you one of the things that it rules is clear audience, mm. the ability to hear clairvoyantly. A clear audience is when you can hear spirit. You know, mediums. They could sometimes hear somebody, a dead person talking, perhaps talking through them as acting as a medium, a channeler to somebody else, for somebody else. So I occasionally get clear audience, not very often. I only get it when it's something important. Usually it's a warning of danger or something, but I can get it. Some people say that you get a voice behind the right ear. Some people say it's behind the left ear. If you get a voice behind your ear, you're clear audience. And that's doesn't matter what ear it is. It's worth listening to because that's an important message.
0: Sasha, behind
1: your ear, what do you mean? No, somebody standing there. Just, just, just imagine somebody standing behind you, looking over your shoulder, or looking standing behind your shoulder and talking, and saying, "Here is a message. Do this. Do that. Do the other thing." I'll tell you a story in a minute because I've got a little bit of story about that. Mm. But anyway, that's one of the things. Some people say it's only this year. Some people say, it, but I think it works depending on you know each person's different i get it in my left ear it's just like somebody standing in fact it is somebody it's a spiritual person standing behind you and sort of saying something to you don't do that it's important not to do that as i said i've got a story a <laughs> good one right we move up to the brown chakra which is in the middle of the forehead that's the one we're a little bit up i would say a bit up from where you are because so i can see you that's it perfect yes yeah, they call it the third eye. A lot of people call it the third eye chakra. It's perfectly fine. Happy with that. Brow chakra, third eye chakra. And it's seen some spiritually. Some people see that as an eye that opens. Some people see it as a chakra going through. I do. And it's dark blue, indigo blue, dark blue. Mm. All right. And now we're already linking with spirit. We're talking clairvoyance. We're talking about people who work in a field that is for humanity. So they might be looking after uh, animals. They might be working as a religious leader. They might be helping the homeless. Um, they might be doing a whole lot of things like probably we do that help people that don't uh, earn a great deal of money because it's not got too much to do with money. It's got much more to do with, with helping the world, helping people. So that's that. The worst side of it, like all chakras, they too much or too little of a good thing. Sometimes people could be a bit bossy with with that, I'm a Leo, I have to watch that in myself because Leos tend to be buzzing. (laughs) The next one is the crown chakra, which you can't have a chakra going through because this is at the top of the head and it links with heaven, the universe, the whole world with everything. And it takes us through from past lives to the next life to everything that's spiritual. And that has to open if you're going to do spiritual work. And the most important thing is if you're going to do healing, you're going to do channeling, you're going to do anything of a spiritual nature, you need the chakras open, but they don't take much to open. You only got to think about it and they open. But one of the most important things that I teach is to close them. That when you finish doing whatever you're doing, take each chakra and close it. There's various methods. I've got methods in the book. But even if you just think, shut each chakra, they'll close. Because otherwise you can find it difficult to sleep or you can have funny ideas or you can find yourself attracting other people's bad vibes that you don't want Mm -hmm. so i don't know does that give a quick explanation so that was purple the color purple
0: yeah that's really good and you mentioned earlier sometimes you can
1: see them yeah um you it's more of a feeling than than sight some people are very clairvoyant and they can actually see Mm -hmm. all sorts of things they see auras chakras those aura readers particularly but for me it's more of a feeling that i certainly could run my hands over somebody and feel that if a chakra wasn't wasn't working terribly well and you can do that with your own body as well but another quick fix is if you draw a, a, a picture of somebody a stick picture of them on a bit of paper and take a pendulum and then put down that pendulum over it is going to react if that person's got a problem with a particular health or mental or emotional or spiritual issue. And then you know you've got a chakra that you can put some healing into. That's an easy way of doing it.
0: That does sound good. Oh, Will you tell me your clairaudience story?
1: Right. Well, many years ago, I was actually earning quite good money, which is unusual for me, <laughs> and I decided to spend it on learning to fly which is a bit, a lot of people do all sorts of nutty things. And I decided to learn to fly. And you learn on these little Cessna planes, even in the States or in Britain. And I think they're pretty, they're pretty fragile, these planes. And this particular one, I took it up this day and it had half of the engine, what they call the, um, I can't remember what it was called anyway now, the particular switchy thing didn't come on. So here am I taking off with with my teacher, my trainer next to me, And this is not getting enough elevation and I've got trees ahead of me. I'm really, it's like one of those dreadful films. I'm about to crash into the trees and the whole bit. So I'm trying to pull this plane up and around. And I know that I've got to get up, turn and get down and do an, um, an emergency landing. My teacher is panicking next to me. Now, my default position when anything goes wrong in life is to panic. But I didn't. I was absolutely frozen cold, sober, you know, I was I was sober, I certainly wasn't drinking, but I was I was like totally in control. It asked me why, I don't know. And he is sitting next to me, actually having a hissy fit and panicking, right? And I get a voice, just the usual thing, behind my left ear, saying, saying, Do what you've been trained to do. You'll get this plane down, you're gonna be fine. Land, do your emergency landing, you've been trained, you know what to do, do it, you're going to be fine. Well, at that point, I knew I was going to be fine. I had the faith. So I turned the plane, I landed it, and I did a, a perfect landing. And Of course, poor old, I can't remember his name now, I think Kevin, I think it was, next to me. He's sitting there absolutely sweating in an estate. As I'm landing, I see the um, the, the fire vows, um, of thing coming out that's going to work fire all over us so if we blow up and the mechanic coming out to find out what would happen to the plane when i got there i got out and he said to me okay fine it was a magneto I hadn't turned on he said oh yes he said i can see that there's something wrong with that he said your best bet is to go up again in another plane now that's the mechanic. And I thought you're dead, right? Because if I don't, I'll never do it again. And more importantly, the chap sitting next to me was trying to train to become an airline pilot. And if he didn't go up again, he'd be in a his job and go out the window. So I said to him, come on, Kevin. I said, we'll do this. We went up again in a plane that fortunately was totally working and, and we landed and it was fine. And after that, I went off and had a much needed cup of English builders tea. <laughs> which can't no end and I said to Kevin you have one as well so that was the story but I think first of all I don't know why i was so calm because that doesn't make sense but secondly I had this very clear man's voice behind my left ear somebody standing there saying you're going to be fine you've been trained just do what you've been trained to do and I did wow what a great story definitely <laughs> I'd love to answer, if you don't mind, one question you put here, which has given me a real lot of thought, if I may. Is that all right? Yes. It was about immunity. Yeah, of course. Right. I've never considered before. Now, this is your question. I'll read your question back to you. Let's talk about immunity. How can we work with our chakras to support greater immunity? I think this might be the most important question, since I think it's a topic we don't hear about much. I think you made me really think on that one. And this is what I've come up with. First of all, there's a level to which we cannot be immune to life, you know, or whatever. We can do our best, but we have to accept that things happen, you know, I mean, that's just life, isn't it? So therefore we can't make life perfect. But if we're thinking about particularly at the moment we're sitting here with this COVID going on all over the place, you know, I mean, I guess you've been vaccinated. I certainly have. Yes. Yes. And all that. So first of all, I think common sense is probably the first thing. So if if we're talking about illness, particularly something like the COVID, the first thing you do is, I think, get vaccinated. Quite a number of spiritual people are saying to me, I don't want that. I want to take herbs. I want to take vitamins. I don't want the vaccine. Fine, that's their choice. I just hope to God that they don't get it and they don't give it to everybody else. But still. Yeah, me too. You go to a doctor and you take common sense steps and you get treatment. And you can't be immune to cancer, or immune to a cold. I've got a cold. You can't be immune to life. It's just not. So there is a level. But there's a certain amount you can do that might help. And it certainly is certainly couldn't do any harm. And the first thing is that is to put yourself, if you're walking into a situation, say you're going to go out and there's a crowd of people and you know that some of them may have germs, may have something, obviously wear a mask if you want to, wear a pair of gloves if it's not too hot. But you put yourself into something that reflects, like imagine yourself in a, an egg, a golden egg, or a silver egg, or a mirrored shaped tube or a suit of armor anything that will strengthen the aura and it will push away anything that's coming at you but in the case of germs i would specifically ask spirit to make sure that your protection your protective coating allows them to drop to the ground because mostly what hits you will reflect out and you don't really want somebody's nasty covid germ hitting your strengthened aura bouncing off to somebody I oh, that make somebody that ill you don't want that so you want to ask spirit say please if I'm going to be hit by any germs whether it be coded Sasha's cold or some other thing that it hits this and just drops to the ground because any form of ground will absorb and take it away and then and that will help a lot so that could help It's not specific to any chakra, it just helps the body as a whole, that that would help. Similarly, if you're going into a situation, perhaps in work, where people are going to be unpleasant to you or difficult in some way, or even if you're in a relationship that's difficult, just quickly imagine yourself in this reflective um, egg or maybe even a suit of armour quickly, and then the problem that is coming at you will, will, will not be as bad you'll be able to cope with it a lot better it won't be as bad that i do know if you're going away for a few days or a holiday or something put a great big gold egg around your premises property home business premises your house or what we would call a flat you call an apartment pull it round and then fill it with imaginary water spiritual water coming up from the bottom so it fills up and up every room every bit of it to the top have a little hole in the top, let any dirt or anything that's in there come out. And then when this water is full up to the top, close the egg off. That will absolutely protect and prevent anything from coming in, re-entering or anything. And if you go away somewhere, I can't guarantee that it will keep burglars and thieves off, but there's a fair old chance that it will. So that's one way. And the same around your car, if you're going on a journey, that definitely helps protection for the car. Oh, wow. That's really great advice. I like those ideas. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if the house or the car is any chakras, but it certainly could do with, with a bit of action, Sasha, regarding physical
0: immunity, is there any one chakra that we could sort of focus on to uh, optimize
1: that? I would go for two, really. I would go for possibly three. Okay. First of all, always the one that's physical strength, the whole, prana, the strength of vitality of the body, which would be the solar plexus chakra. coloured yellow in the middle of the body, just above the the belly button. That one is the middle of of everything. That one definitely I would do healing and protection. And then the heart chakra, because most of these things do tend to affect the lungs and heart illnesses, don't they? You know, all these kind of plaguey type illnesses go for that. But another possibility might even be of the base chakra, which is the red one, because it it affects survival. It's as simple as that. Do we live? Do we die? Do we survive? So those things. Ways of healing. That's another thing we can talk about quickly. If you're going to do it yourself. Yes. Things that you don't want to frighten, like you said you've worked with Kundalini. Kundalini, perhaps maybe for another time, but... You you don't want to do something that's going to upset you, something that first do no harm. First of all, you you can heal yourself by bringing spiritual light from the universe. Tell the universe, ask the universe, ask your angels, your deity, who you believe in, what God you believe in, whatever, or just the universe, which I'm inclined to ask, to bring down light, which is bringing benefits, heavenly, holiness, goodness, healing, helping, to the body and pouring it into these various chakras. Now that's a simple method. If somebody likes to do healing, they can bring it through their crown chakra, down through, out through their hands. And then the chakras in the center of the hands can be used over either your own chakras or somebody else's chakras. That's a simple way. But another one that people love and is dead easy is
0: crystals. Your book lists the right crystals
1: for each chakra too crystal for the job that's right and the simplest thing is not even put them on the body particularly but just take a crystal don't have to be big tiny little crystal and put it in your hand and um, let it and then let it direct healing into the body if you want you can put the his crystal directly on the chakra you can lay down and put it on your own or on somebody else's obviously when it comes to the base chakra you're best putting the crystal down beside the person on on the floor, wherever you're laying that person down, perhaps beside them. You can put all the crystals beside somebody, beside the chakras, or you can hold them in the hand. So you use crystals associated with the chakras. So if we do a quick whiz upwards, starting with a base, you can have a jasper. I mean, I don't suppose you've got a lot of rubies lying around the place, a little bit expensive, <laughs> but a jasper is, is, you know, easy to get. That would do for that one. Then the I use a carnelian for the orange sacral chakra, then the, um, the solar plexus chakra, which is yellow, this too, there's a citrine, which is actually a form of amethyst, you've got topaz, so is lots, so it's topaz. or um, tiger's eye, which has got yellow in it, it's sort of brown and yellow, when we come up to the heart chakra, anything that's green, so got agate jade adventuring a lot of crystals that so i've got a green color for them and then we move up to the throat chart plenty of blue aren't there pale blue blue lace agate oh very good if you've got a computer and i think i've got a piece on my computer Actually, You can't see me hmm. always put a piece of blue lace agate onto your computer it makes it communicate better it calms it down and it stops it playing up oh good Blue lace agate, okay. But anyway, that's for the throat chakra. Or turquoise is another one. You've got a lot of that in where you are in California. It's beautiful turquoise because that's a blue stone. Oh, lovely. And then you've got the the dark blue, what would I say, lapis lazuli or sodalite, which would be for the brow chakra. And then the crown chakra, very obvious, is amethyst because it's that purple. Some traditions say white for the crown chakra, but to me that would be a bit silly because you've got the rainbow and the purple is the last colour of the rainbow, not white, isn't it? But... There you are. If you want the white crystal, you can. And if you absolutely haven't got a lot of money, and these crystals don't cost very much, the ones I've suggested, but if you're absolutely short of money, buy a clear crystal, because that's your catch-all crystal. It'll do for anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that will work for anything, just a clear one. So that's crystal. And they've got a great deal of power the thing with your crystals so and this is something i'm very very neglectful about as well is they do need to be mm. re-energized on a fairly regular basis people buy a crystal leave it there it gathers dust and they forget about it and i've got a quite an expensive crystal here which is a strange russell russian one which i bought it looks like a little piece of black crystal there which um i've got to re-energize because that one I've forgotten the name of it now. I'd have to let you know another time, but it's, it comes from Russia of all places, which maybe Putin doesn't know too much about it. Doesn't does maybe if he knew that he was helping the West with his crystals, he wouldn't be too happy. Mm-hmm. But it actually helps you to deal with electronic things like computers and things without their energy, their electricity, getting on your nerves mm-hmm. because sensitive people sometimes find that that's too much for them. You know, if you're dealing with that all day long, yeah. phones working in a call center.
0: Mm. Sasha, how? what's a good way to
1: re-energize the crystal? Oh, God, there's a list as long as you're, oh, quick and easy. Take the crystal in your hand and breathe on it. <laughs> Just breathe on it. That's your breath. Breathe hmm. out onto it. Warm breath, breathe on it that's a quick and easy way of re-energizing a crystal if you want to do a job on the crystal first of all if it's dusty and you can give it a bit of a rinse or at least wipe it and then if i want to really gear a crystal up and make it work i tend first of all to put it outside for a day and a night so it's got sunshine during the day and moonlight during the night and absorb the energy of the sun and the moon Mm -hmm. And then I'll bring it in. And sometimes if I'm in the mood to really work on it, I'll light an incense stick and wave it around the incense. And that's actually quite a good quick fix as well, that you can wave a piece of crystal around in incense. But if you run a really quick fix, then and just uh, breathe on it, that's it. Be careful with water, with washing crystals. Some of them will actually, um, they're really compressed powder and they'll come apart if you put them into water. Oh. To well, think what it is a little bit, some you know, but some of them, the more all the ones I've mentioned, the Jasper and the Sodalite, and all the rest of it, they're fine. You could give them a, a rest. Best thing if you want a, a bit of decent water is just a bit of bottled water, you know, like the, the spring water rather than what comes out of the tap because you're not totally sure what's in, in the tap water. You know, if you could, if you can at least reduce some of the stress level, the fright level, the worry level. The fear level of people are fearing for their jobs, they're fearing for their health, they're fearing for everything for the moment. So anything, alternative. I'm a great believer in reflexology. I happen to respond well to reflexology. I love reflexology. It does me the world of good. I don't work on the chakras, works on the meridians, right?
0: Yeah. And you do the reflexology on your own feet?
1: No, I. but yeah, I do. I do my own on my own feet, but no, I'm not a reflexologist. I go to a reflexologist but I've had reflexologists post-operative and they were amazed at how quickly I recovered from a a severe operation a long time ago. But I love that. But if it helps, it's all good. You know, first do no harm, I suppose, really. It all helps. Reiki healing will definitely help the chakras. That works through the chakra system. And Reiki healing is an odd one, isn't it? I don't know if you've looked into that at all.
0: It is odd, and I'm—I kind of feel like—I um, mean, I have had really successful treatment with Reiki when I was um, getting cancer treatment, but I think there's—it's so easy to become a so-called Reiki master with you know some online three-day course. Oh, nowadays, yes, yeah, yeah. is out there saying they're a Reiki practitioner, and it's—it's it's hard to find somebody who's really got the goods.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I think that's a problem. Unfortunately, and I think it's just going to upset a lot of people that are listening to this, there is an element of what I call rakey making money. <laughs> I really. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. It's my sense of humor. <laughs> sorry, California's British sense of humor, but there is. Hey, that's all right. You know, but if, if you've got the right person, it's going to work, you know. Well, what, what you're saying about
0: making money is a good segue to my next question which is about how we can because the the we can get to know our chakras that doesn't cost a dime and how that's right how can we um get to know our chakras and and start feeling them and being aware of them ourselves
1: i think first of all i mean obviously i'm sitting here flogging my own books it doesn't matter i've done a couple of them but no, it doesn't matter whose books they are if they're good books the first thing is, is to go and, and even online or whatever, is to find out what the chakras are, where they are, so that at least you know what you're dealing with here. Yes. Um, and then you really analyse, I think, mentally perhaps, the problems that you might be having in life, whether they are a physical health problem, or whether it is uh, a practical problem or a spiritual problem, whatever it is. And that's going to lead you straight to the chakra that's causing the problem. You know, I mean, in your case, let's say the diabetes, for instance, takes me straight to that solar plexus uh, chakra. So, and possibly to an extent also to the heart chakra, because that's also around to the the, the stomach and digestive, because it's all about digestion and food, isn't it? Diabetes and how we deal with it, hormones and the liver. So these are that that area, you know, straight away, that if you're going to have some healing via Reiki energy healing, even do it yourself or bringing down something from the universe, give it a good go on that chakra. Take a crystal, a yellow crystal, you know, your citrine or a yellow agate or uh, even though it isn't a crystal, even a bit of amber or something like that. That's not bad either. Uh, or tiger's eye, which I think is lovely. And hold a piece of crystal and bring it down the light and pour it straight into that s- central area. And you might feel it clear. Now that's another thing. A lot of people will feel their chakras clearing if the chakra is blocked, if it's not spinning properly, if it's a bit munged up in some way, they will actually feel it clear. They'll feel a bushy, wuzzy feeling as if something's taken the brush and gone through it. A lot of people report that.
0: Oh, that sounds yeah. That sounds wonderful.
1: That, yes.
0: Your book is called, in the US, the book is called Chakras, Plain and Simple.
1: Yep, yeah, that's one. Yeah. And there's others as well that I've done too. By the way, if anybody wants to find their way to me, I've got an email address that we do for purposes. Very simple. It's SashaFenton01 yes. at gmail.com, S H A Fenton, Effafred, E N T O N, O one at gmail.com. So I can't offer to answer everything perhaps immediately, but I'll do my best. We have, um, I'm in business, a business person. Um, we have a publishing business, self publishing for those who want that. And we've also got something really interesting called mbsprofessionals.com which isn't working at the moment, but I can certainly tell people where to look for it, which is mind, body, spirit, professionals. So people who are professional, who want validation, who want a certificate, who want to be tested, who want a website, who want whatever and don't want to pay a fortune for it, we can do that as well. So we've got a lot of things, everything uh, to do with our package of spiritual stuff. I'm not great at business, money, that sort of thing. I think that my lower chakras are a little bit out of kilter. (laughs) I'm <laughs> much better the spiritual side. <laughs> the upper ones work, the bottom ones are a little bit off, you know. <laughs> I really need a marketing department, which I haven't got to do it for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. There we um, are.
0: Well, Sasha, thank you so much for speaking to mind, body, and beyond.
1: Oh, lovely.
0: It's been a pleasure. Yeah spoke to Sasha Fenton, the author of Chakras, Plain and Simple. Sasha showed us how immunity and your chakras are connected, how to visualize the chakras, and how to clear blocked chakras. Thanks for listening to Mind, Body, and Beyond. I'm your host, Lisa Searing. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a chance to learn more about the many paths to healing. Bye-bye.